Thank you, Mr. Harden. Turn your Bible this morning, if you would please, to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to begin to read in verse 33. Matthew chapter 27, verse 23. I don't know about y'all, but when I get home today, I got a good dinner waiting on me. Amen. I put a I put a roast on a while ago before I left the house. You know what that roast said to me? He looked at me and he said, I'm going to be good today. Y'all don't ever have a roast talk to y'all? Mine talks to me all the time. Matthew chapter 27, please. I'll begin to read verse 33. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say a place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him, and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they washed him there, and set up over his head, his accusation written. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand, another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou didst destroy the temple, and buildest it in three days. Save thyself, if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him, with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save, if he be the king of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land, under the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, Lamathabatha. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man called us for our lives. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let it be. Let us see whether the lies will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few moments now. And Lord, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I don't want to say just words to fill up a space of time. I want power from on high, the Holy Spirit, to speak through me to every heart in this place about our Savior and your Son, the Lord Jesus. 
Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn, if you would, very quickly now to Psalms 22. Psalms 22. And I'd like to read one verse to you out of the Psalms 22. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Now, what I want to talk to you about this morning is what held Jesus on that cross. It's strange. We, we think of the nails in His hands and in His feet. There was nail Jesus to the cross. And that's what held Him there. But number one, was it because He had no friends to help Him? Now think about this for just a minute. In Matthew 26, verse 52 and 53, Jesus said to Peter, Put up again thy sword. Now Peter had just cut off the priest's ear. He was aiming for his head, I believe, and he missed. Then Jesus said in verse 53, Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? So it wasn't because he couldn't have called for help that held him to the cross. Jesus could have called one angel, in fact, and he could have took him down. Was it because he had lost his divine power? I heard a man preach a whole sermon one time that Jesus became man and left his deity in heaven. No, he didn't. Jesus was all deity, but he was all man while he was on his face this earth. Jesus had power of God just as much as he had in heaven with him while he was here on this earth. John 10, verse 17 and 18 says, Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down to myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. So, it was not because he had lost his divine power. It was, wasn't because Christ had lost his power that this, this was the most powerful being, think about it, that had ever been on the face of this earth. This was God in flesh. This is the person that had created everything that existed on this earth or ever will exist. Here he was. There are four main reasons that held Christ to the cross, or four main things that held Christ to the cross. Number one, it was the cords of our sins that held him there. Isaiah 53 and verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Second Corinthians 5.21 He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Hebrews 2.9 But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He by the grace of God should taste death for every man. And First uh, Peter 3.18 For Christ also has suffered for our sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So you see, uh, my sins and your sins held the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross. I believe this was all my soul. Jesus could have come down from that cross any time He chose to. 
but he stayed there to have mine your sins upon his body. I believe the sins of the whole world lay on Jesus Christ when he hung there on that cross. And that included mine and yours. The second thing I want you to see that held Jesus on that cross was uh, that the, of a Savior's love. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, that He laid down His life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Men have stated it many times, I wish I could see and know God loves me. You know why I say to people that say that to me? All you have to do is look at the cross. If you can't see that God loves you when you look at the cross, brother, you must be blind. God's loves us so much that He literally had to turn His back upon His Son because His Son became sin for us. Think about this. The rose of Sharon became sin for you and I. Christ's love for sinners bound Him to the cross. He loves the sinner, but He hates the sinner's sins. Number three, Jesus was held on the cross by the desire to do God's will. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 32, he said, I came in this world to do my Father's will. It was God's will that Jesus should drink the cup of all our sins in his body. That Jesus had to die as a sacrifice for the sins of man, as an atonement for their sin. Did you know there's only one way that a man can go to heaven? And that's through the Lord Jesus. Do you know why? Because Jesus became sin for you. And Jesus died to take your sins away. That's every human being on the face of earth. And so what held Jesus to the cross was doing God's will. He came in this world to do His Father's will. And the Father's will is that He should die for the sins of every one of us. Number four, Jesus was held to the cross to fulfill God's promise in His Word. God promised Satan He would send His only Son uh, to die for our sins. In Genesis 3, verse 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Revelation 13, verse 8. And all that dwell upon earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So uh, Jesus was held on that cross to fulfill God's promises in his word. Uh, again, Christ alone is man's only hope because he stayed upon the cross. If you read in Matthew chapter 27, uh, here's people just like they are today saying, if you be the Son of God, come down. And over and over they're trying to get him down. Come down from the cross. But Jesus couldn't come down. What held him there was all these things that we just spoke of. Christ alone has the saving message. In John chapter 6, verse 68, Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Again, rejection of Christ means eternal death. And John 8, verse 24, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sin, for if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Christ Jesus is the only saving name. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation any other, for there is none other name given among men in heaven, among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, this is what helped Jesus to the cross, all our sins. 
And just like we see here in Matthew chapter 27, over and over again, like verse 43, He trusted in God, let it deliver Him now, if He will have Him. Uh, he said, I am the Son of God. Over and over again, uh, they're still trying to take Him down from the cross. You know why I love preaching so much? You know why I love being a, a Christian so much? That I can tell anybody that I can come in contact with, Jesus loves you. And He loved you so much, He died for you. And He hung there on the cross, and all our sins is on His body. You know, the perfect salvation is given us, and God gives us a formula for that. I go to the doctor every once in a while, and I've got allergies. You know, I'm allergic to everything. It seems like the older you get, the more allergic you get to everything. There's a little weed grows in my yard, I don't know if y'all have it or not, a vine, that thing stinks. If you pull on it, it stinks. I'm so allergic to that thing, I pull on it a little bit and I can't even breathe. I go to the doctor, I said, Doc, I'm allergic. Uh, I got allergies, and he gives me a formula for it. A little thing to take it, you know. And if I take that, I can breathe. And God's formula for our sins is Jesus hanging on that cross. And the wonderful truth about it, I can tell anybody, look to Jesus. He'll save your soul. Amen? And I think about this quite often. When Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and He was kneeling and praying, He said, Father, if it be Thy will, take this cup from Me. But you know what Jesus was doing there in that garden? He was drinking all the sins of the whole world into His body. Every sin that will ever be committed was in that body that hung upon that cross. You know, it's amazing to me. You talk to people sometimes and they say, Preacher, you don't understand. I've had people literally do this to me many times. I want to be saved, but I don't know if Jesus can save me. And they'll, they'll start naming off things that they've done in their life. And some of them are pretty bad, as we would call bad. And you say, Well, I can't help you but there's one that can. And you know what's so wonderful? Jesus can save you. I don't care what you've done. And I can open my arms and, and it's like Jesus says, come to me and I'll know I've cast you out. That means anybody. You say, preacher, I've done things in my life I wish I hadn't have done. That's okay. Jesus can save you from them. Amen. He can set you free. And if He came down off that cross, though, we'd have no hope. There'd be no hope. There'd be no way somebody could say. I listen to these characters on the news nowadays and talking about different religions and, and different ways to go to heaven. And they all claim, oh, now you're, you're a child of God and I'm a child of God and you believe like you want to believe and I believe like I want to be and we're all going to the same place. Oh, no, we're not. Jesus said, I am the door, the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. And when Jesus hung upon that cross, He proved to the whole world, I am the sin bearer. I was living... I, I've been reading through the Bible again and enjoy just reading through it. And I, I'm over into the book of Leviticus and it talks about the lambs and the rams and the bulls and the goats and shedding blood. And man, the way God in detail tells everything about the temple 
and, and the tabernacle and how it's to be set up and the boards and the claws and everything and Aaron and the priesthood and his sons and what all they're supposed to do and the sin offering is to be brought into it. And I was reading that and I said, my goodness, God is so minute in every little bitty detail when it comes to worshiping Him. And then the two sons of Aaron come in as they set up the worship of God and the Bible says, and they offered strange fire upon the altar and God immediately killed them. And I looked at that and I said, my goodness, them boys knew what to do. They knew what was right and they deliberately went against God and then somebody says God's unjust. You know what's so terrible? My sins hung Jesus on the cross. If anybody deserved to go to hell, it was me. I had sins in my body. You too. And you think about it. And somebody says that God's unjust if He sends somebody to hell. No, hell was not created for you. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But if you reject His Son upon the cross, He has to send you there. And He will do it. And so when you realize that your sins and my sins and the whole sins of all the world, bless God's holy name, He didn't come down. Amen? He still hung there on the cross doing God's will for you and I. And the wonderful truth is it's so easy for you and I. God made it that way. I like the I like the God's plan of salvation. That me and my wife was going over it just the other night there at our table. And the book of Romans is so simple. Romans three twenty three for all of sin comes short of the glory of God. You know what that makes every one of us sinners. Before you can ever be saved, you got to face that fact. You're a sinner. And Romans six twenty three says for the wages of sin is death. Jesus died in your stead upon that cross. If you try to go to heaven in your sins, you ain't going to make it. Your sins has to be remissed off of you, taken off of you. And Jesus went to that cross and paid for you. And I love Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then he follows that up in Romans 10 and verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And then follow that up in Romans 10, 13, whosoever. I love that. Amen. I was leading a young boy to the Lord one day, and he said, does that mean me? I said, son, let me put it this way. If the Bible had put in there, that Ledustron shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, you wouldn't have a chance. But he didn't do that. He puts whosoever. I said, let's suppose your name is Jack for just a minute. Whosoever, Jack shall be saved. Amen. Whosoever, if your name is Jack, put your name in there. And that's uh, that's the grace of God. The grace of God covers everybody and anybody just because Jesus didn't come down from the cross. He became our Savior. Amen? Glad I'm saved today, aren't you? And I'm glad it's simple because I've been called a simple by many a person. 
And God made it simple where I can understand it. Amen? And so can you. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, it's so good to be saved today. And it's so good just to realize how simple you made your word and you give specific instructions all the way from the very beginning of the Bible all the way to the end. I remember one time you told Noah, come into the ark. That made Noah had a choice. Either come into the ark or stayed out. But he came in and he was saved. And Lord, every time I go through the Bible, I find an example of somebody. I remember Rahab the harlot. You told her, Lord, the thread hanging out that window, the scarlet thread, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And all the way down, old Peter, that fisherman, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. All the way down to the the last verse of the Bible, all the way down, you make it very plain. Jesus is the hope of all the world because we're all sinners. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page three.